for a lot of people, they'd go to those quiet hiking trails that not many people go on because they'd probably be spending their weekends doing something else. But now those hiking trails are so popular. Like the most common thing I hear is that our favorite hiking trails are just full of people. So you can't do social distancing and there's so many dogs. So our cats are uncomfortable. So I think we need to be thinking about those places that still provide enrichment for our cats, but might be a little bit boring for us. So it will look a little bit different. So For example, we've got people in our community who found that they can actually access the roof in their apartment block, so they'll go up there. So that's a great place to go. Join us as we chat to amazing cat explorers and experts, learn from them, listen to their war stories, celebrate their wins, and laugh at the funny moments that have been a part of their journey. the Cat Explorer podcast. I'm Asara. And I'm Daniel. This is a mid-break episode, so it's a little different from the episodes you normally hear. We know that, like us, so many of you have been navigating this interesting time in March, April, May 2020, when we're in the middle of a global pandemic. We've been listening to so many of you share the challenges you've had with your cats, and we've recorded this episode to give you a few ideas on how you can go cat exploring, or continue to go cat exploring, and keep your kitties happy. We're also sharing a little bit about what has been going on behind the scenes at Cat Explorer and a few things that have helped keep us sane. And as always, we'd love to know your thoughts about the ideas you hear in this episode. So please, we'd love it if you could screenshot your phone or take a photo of what you're doing, upload it to your Instagram stories, tag us at catexplorer.community and share what you've been doing to keep cat exploring during this time or to keep your kitty happy. I know this isn't quite season six of the Cat Explorer podcast, but we did want to take a moment to say thank you to all the amazing people and kitties who have already signed up to support season six of the Cat Explorer podcast. We'd like to thank our amazing Cat Explorer producers, Roxy the Kitty, Ziggy and Charlie, Luna Misty Blue, Xavier and Jasper, Aria the Ragdoll, Mac, Luna and Forks, Charlie, Paisley and Max and Millie. If you would like to support Season 6 of the Cat Explorer podcast and get a whole heap of benefits like video calls with other cat explorers, you can find out how at catexplorer.co forward slash support. One of the big things we've realized is that we're not that great at sharing the ups and downs of what's happening behind the scenes at Cat Explorer. And partly this is because we want to share content that's just about you and your cats. But by doing this, we realized we haven't been sharing or introducing you to some of the incredible people that play a part in keeping Cat Explorer going behind the scenes. We're so blessed to have an amazing support network. And over the last few months, you may have noticed a few of them pop up on our Instagram stories as they help behind the scenes. So to continue to introduce you to Cat Explorer's amazing unsung heroes, today we asked our dear friend Stacey to help record this episode by interviewing Daniel and I. I first met Stacy when we started working together more than 10 years ago, and over this time, she has become one of my closest friends and one of our biggest supporters. I'm so grateful for her support. She reminds us constantly of how far Cat Explorer has come and helps keep us positive and creative when the times have been tough. And on top of that, she's an incredible person. On top of that, she is an incredible person. She is a founding ambassador for Pink Hope, which was initially created to help support women who are at risk of breast cancer and ovarian cancer. I've watched from the sidelines as both Stacy and Pink Hope have grown. Pink Hope is now an incredible organization that provides so much support to so many women. 
Stacey has interviewed much more accomplished people than Daniel and I, and she's given inspiring speeches to open so many events, so I knew she was the right person to ask to help us with this episode. I'm so excited to give you some insight into one of the amazing people who are behind the scenes of Cat Explorer, while also sharing some ideas about keeping your kitties enriched during this interesting time of a global pandemic. Thanks for hosting, Stacey, and welcome to the podcast. Great. No worries. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Yeah, we're so excited to have to do this. Slightly nervous too, slightly. <laughs> so it's a different format. So over to you, Stacey. Kick it off with the questions. No worries. Okay, so let's start with um, how are you guys doing? What's it been like transitioning to this new normal? It's been interesting, right? Because when we first started, like everyone, I think everyone felt it too, where you kind of just went through overwhelm and then you're like upset and then you're like, I got this and like it was just this loop. But I think we've been doing it for a few weeks now. We're recording this on the 3rd of May and I think you're kind of getting, like, I find I'm getting used to it. How about you? Yeah, it's taken some adjustment, but we've taken all it all in our stride and you know, we've ad- adapted to it and it's been okay. Yeah. How about you, Stacey? I think we're very similar to you guys. You know, it, it's kind of a, a pick it up as you go and it's a bit of a roller coaster of emotions at the time. But it's, I think what's difficult about it is the fact that there's no precedent. You know, we don't really know what's coming. No one can predict when this is going to end. And I was reading something not long ago about the fact that as humans, we're not wired very well to deal with the unknown. And so I think that's why a lot of people have been struggling. But um, I think I'm, I'm settling down a bit like you guys seem to be at the moment. So can't really complain All tracking well here. Yeah, I think um, I think everyone start like I even find that with the community as well, like whilst we occasionally like all of us feel stressed or overwhelmed from time to time we're kind of we found ways to deal with that stress and overwhelm and keep sane <laughs> absolutely um what has this time been like for cat explorer been a whirlwind <laughs> so like when we started 2020 we had these and we still have these goals but like everything has changed in terms of how we're doing them because we had some really exciting collaborations in terms of some products we were doing, some events that we were doing. We had a lot on um, and even like some new products that we were doing just by ourselves as well. So we were collaborating with a few different other businesses to do some products and we're also making some ourselves and we had some events lined up and like pretty much for a lot of them, go time would be right now. Like we'd be launching all of them right now. Like we had heaps of plans in place and then then COVID hit and like, for example, um, I think – COVID hit and it impacted Cat Explorer straight away. So as a bit of a background, some of our products are manufactured in China. So we do have some good relationships with our suppliers in China. And we were working on some of those new products, some of those new products, as well as the current products um, around Chinese New Year. And um, but just before Chinese New Year, they reached out to us and said, as in us manufacturers reached out to us and said, do you want us to work through Chinese New Year or are you happy for us to take the time off? And as a bit of a background for some of these people, Chinese New Year is the only time they see their families. So I said to them, I was like, go home, see your family. Like, I don't expect you to work through Chinese New Year. I was, um, I think as a business, like from a business decision, that might not have been the smartest idea, but I wanted like their people. (laughs) Yeah, they have the right, they have the right to see their families. Um, and then COVID hit towards the end of Chinese New Year, which meant that a lot of them couldn't go back to the factory and stuff like that. And um, so a lot of those things we just had to put on hold. And to their credit, like, I still can't believe they did this. They, like, I would get an email or something from them every second day 
saying that they were really sorry that they were having these delays and they were trying to keep me up to date. And I just kept saying to them, just stay safe. So like, don't go into the factory if it's not safe for you. Like, it's not fair. Um, I think a lot of suppliers in China actually got slammed a lot for putting safety before manufacturing and business, which I think is really sad because I think our, some of our manufacturers had that issue as well because now that COVID's slowed down for them, they've actually been really helpful for us. Like, they've continued to try and um, produce those new products for us and they're actually doing extra things to make sure that they can help us save money because things like shipping and stuff have just gone through the roof. Those kind of costs have gone through the roof for us. So they're actually putting things on hold and holding our product in their warehouses, which costs them money, but they're doing it for us, which I really do appreciate. Um, but realizing that all those goals, like all those things that were supposed to be launching mm. now, like it was quite hard for us to, like we had to pivot really quickly. And talking about those shipping costs, we couldn't sell our products anymore. Things were like, we still got products that we sold like people purchased about a month ago that haven't reached to them. But I have to say our customers have just been incredible. Like we've done whatever we can. Every update we get, I send on to them and they've been really understanding. But um, there's been a lot of running around <laughs> calling people and trying to find out what's going on behind the scenes. But then um, at the same time, we had some amazing people um, reach out to us because we started having to take products off our website. And I think people could see the impact. And I really appreciate that they could have seen the impact on the financial line for Cat Explorer. And quite a few people reached out to us and said, oh, have you ever thought about doing a membership program? And we actually have, like we'd done a lot of research last year. And um, I remember Daniel spending hours on looking up different programs and platforms and things that we could do. And like, we just couldn't justify it at the moment. A lot of those platforms do a lot of fees and stuff. But um, when people reached out to us and said, oh, we'd like to support you this way, um, I did a bit more research and realized that we can actually, I could actually run it on our own website. So that's why oh, we wow. started the Per Squad as well as the producers. So the Per Squad is for people who want to support us on a weekly, monthly, or annual basis. So it's an ongoing thing and we've got different levels and different types of benefits. While the producers are more people who love the podcast, so they can support us per episode as well. But, um, that's been what's been going on behind the scenes at Cat Explorer, but the main thing that we've, we've really been focusing on is understanding how everyone feels in the community and how to support our community. And that's also been challenging as well because I know people have gone into self-isolation at different times. So yeah. when everyone was still trying to get our heads around it, I did a whole thing about how's everyone feeling. And I, some of our community in Spain reached out and said, we've actually been doing this for a while. And this is like they were – much further along on the journey as well. So it was very interesting to try and navigate to help everyone in different ways around the world. But um, what's been great is people have been giving us feedback as well. So and coming back to us and telling us how they feel, which has made it so much easier as well. And also not just them, the cats as well, obviously. Sorry, that was a ramble. Do you want to say anything, Daniel? <laughs> well, what's also been very encouraging and good to see is that the support from the community. So mm -hmm. the community's reached out to support us during this time. And whilst we think about how we can support the community, the community has also thought about how they can support Cat Explorer as a community during this time. And the membership model was one of those that the community 
put forward as an idea. And like Sarah mentioned, we've thought about it before, but we wanted to find the right way to do it that would provide benefit to the community. And because there's a lot of these have the fees which then get passed on to the com- those who are part of the community, which I don't think is fair. And so for us, finding that right model to allow the greatest benefit to the community and to allow them to participate and help even more was a challenge. But I think we've got there and it's something that has to be set up pretty quickly and um, we're very grateful for that support that people have provided during that time. I think um, I think the fact that people have reached out and asked you how they can help um, and in terms of whether you're willing to set up a membership or not, it really is a true testament to the value that you're adding to the community. I think that's really great. What has amazed you about Cat Explorer and the community during this time? I think when COVID first hit, like we were all just like, what do we do? What happens? Um, and things like that. And as a background, I'm a part of a lot of podcasting um, communities and things like that as well. Um, a lot of e-commerce stores, as like e-commerce communities and things like that. So I was also watching how other people who are in our space but in other niches were reacting and what was happening to them. And I think one of the first things I saw was in the podcasting space, everyone was just like, our listening or download numbers have dropped to like 1% of what they are normally and oh, wow. when COVID hit, we were, I think, midway through season five. So I think we had four episodes to go. And then also at the same time, we were trying to do, um, I was like looking at um, what to do with our delivery system as well. Because our delivery partners were having to increase prices for all the products that we were sending out. And it was kind of getting to a point where we it was just no longer feasible for us to do that. Um, our fulfillment center was finding that it was taking a lot longer to get things out. So I was like, those kind of things we started having to wind back. So a lot of my time was spent on focusing on those and just getting the podcast out there because we'd already said that we would do the podcast. So I was like, we will just keep getting the episodes out there for who I was listening. So, but part of me was just like, I'm not going to focus on the numbers because no one's going to be listening. I don't think anyone will be listening. And then I think two or three episodes after the COVID hit, I was like, okay, I'm just going to check the numbers, see what's going on. And I was just blown away to see that people are still listening. Like there was a bit of a drop that first week, but People were still listening. And then I've kind of gone back every few days just to check what the downloads are. And our listener numbers have actually increased during this time, whereas other people, it's actually decreased. So I was kind of like, I was really surprised about that. I I wasn't expecting that at all. Um, And we'd been speaking with our sponsor for the season and I'd like explained to them, I was like, I think we might have to expect that more listeners will come, come through after COVID slows down and then but then they came back to us and they said actually people are still listening we're still getting hits on our links and stuff like that and that's something I never expected that that support for people to still keep listening to the podcast which sounds really silly but I really do appreciate it and the other thing is seeing how the community just keeps supporting each other like if someone says that they're upset you notice that everyone kind of tries and uplifts them and shares stories and like we were trying to be really lighthearted initially by telling people to share silly stuff that their cats do and people actually jumped on board to do that and try and make everyone smile and keep going and then also just share things that have been working for them as well. So that's been amazing. And like it was really nice that even though ev- like every single person is struggling right now for a different reason and everyone still supported each other and I think that's just been amazing. Yeah, like for me, what's been surprising is the interest, the interesting and unexpected stories that come out of these sort of situations where, like, for example, as I was saying with the podcast numbers, like you would 
think theoretically that people would stop listening as much because they're not commuting or they're not, you know, walking to work or whatever. They're not getting out into their daily lives like, like they used to. But it turns out that people are still very much interested in cat exploring. They still want to find ways to do it and they still are very much interested in it. So they're still listening to the podcast, which is a good message to receive and something that we're taking on board as we keep progressing and developing our content throughout this period. And then the next one is people are in isolation. So mm-hmm. it is very much necessary to support each other even more so than before and to reach out and provide that sense of community and belonging which is a big part of Cat Explorer and so it's been encouraging to see that that's happened in this time and that even though people are struggling and people are unable to do what they normally do and do Cat Exploring they're still able to lend a hand and reach out and help others because that's the spirit of that community. Yeah, absolutely. It's been wonderful to see across the board, isn't it, those levels of engagement. And this is a really engaged community, um, which is so lovely. Okay, how are you guys doing personally? What's it been like for you in self-isolation? For me, um, I've found a routine that I've gotten into. So obviously a lot of things change in everyone's personal lives. Like you can't go out, you can't go to the gym, you can't you know, go to, the, go to the park sometimes at one point. And so we've managed to hit a groove and find a routine where we get up, do a workout home, get into a work day, take the, kit, the cats for a walk during lunchtimes around the block and then come back and do some more work and then click a training in the afternoon with them and then settle in for some dinner and some TV at night. And it's been a pretty solid routine now that we've gotten into it. It's been nice. Um, been like that for a month and a half. And I think we're, I've adapted to it now. I think also as a background, Daniel is a homebody. So like normally I have to like convince him to go out. I um, put things in our calendar and be like, we're doing this on this day. Otherwise he would spend the whole time at home. So I think this time has been pretty good for you. Not complaining too much. The other day he did say, oh, one of my hobbies is cleaning. And I was like, keep that as a hobby, please. <laughs> <laughs> What a great hobby for your partner to have. That's amazing. <laughs> I know. I was like, that's incredible. <laughs> but um, I, I guess for me, um, before I say this, like I do want to say that Cat Explorer is a priority and um, we're putting plans in place for it to continue to be a priority. But we've had, we, we do, personally, we do have some big news. So we are expecting and expecting a baby. Funnily enough, when I said that to our trainer, he was like, As in, you're expecting kittens? (laughs) I was like, no, a baby, a human baby. (laughs) But, um, well, for a long time, I thought, oh, COVID-19, this time is a pandemic, is not the best time for a baby. But um, during our monthly call, actually, with our Platinum Per Squad members last month, I kind of just mentioned it as a casual statement. I was like, oh, this is not the best time for a baby. But one of our members was really lovely. And afterwards, she messaged me and she was like, She's like, I know you feel like now's not a right time to have a baby, but she was like, there is never a good time to have a baby. You're either in the middle of a pandemic, you're in the middle of a recession, you love your job too much and it's too hard to take time off or or you're struggling with money. Um, she was like, but no matter what situation you are in, your family will be fine. And like her telling me that actually made me kind of see that in a different way. But I think for quite a while, while this pandemic was going on and we're like going to doctor's appointments and things like that in my head, I'm just like, this is the worst time to have a baby. But it was really lovely for her to reach out and say that I really appreciated that. But yeah, just being expecting also comes with things like morning sickness and <laughs> being at home a lot. And it's, it's been a little bit challenging, especially because we've been working like behind the scenes. We've, I feel like we've been ducks in water, like we've been working really, really fast. Like people might not see that um, on the surface, but there's been a lot going on and there's been a couple of long days. And um, one thing we've come to realize while I'm expecting is that I don't deal well with long days like I used to. So usually if we do like a really busy couple 
days, I end up being quite sick for the weekend. So that's just been something that we've been having to manage. Um, and then also because of all those changes, like removing products, starting new products, um, I I won't lie, I've had it found, found it a bit challenging um, to be creative and be upbeat. So like some days you're just like staring at like the computer going, how do I be creative? How do I support the community? And I think that's usually the time where I'm like, okay, I probably need a break now. Let's go watch some TV. Yeah. Yeah. Not only are you dealing with the unknowns of a pandemic, but you're also dealing with the unknowns of a first pregnancy. And I think like, if that's not like overwhelmed city, I don't know what is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think so. And I think like very early on, we probably won't share a lot about our pregnancy going forward because like Cat Explorer is all about cats. But um, very early on, Lumos and Noxie were very angry about the pregnancy. Um, so as a bit of a background, we found out we were expecting the day before I interviewed Jackson Galaxy, um, which actually turned out to be a good thing because for the interview, I reread his book. And then suddenly I picked up a lot of things about helping the cats get their cat mojo and things like that. So like, because reading that's actually really helped. So now they've become very protective. So yeah, that's a very rambly um, answer to self-isolate, how we've been doing self-isolation. But yeah, it's been challenging, but I think we're getting there. Like, I think I think everyone so has their exciting. own challenges. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so excited. And I think um, one of the best photos you've sent me during this time is of Noxie with her front paws in your sick bowl. <laughs> Just hanging out, like being quite being quite protective, being there for you, like she's got your back. Except when I needed that bowl, she's obsessed with bowls. So like it's been, um, yeah, for some reason she just needs to sit in that thing all the time. I'm like, that's not really convenient because it's out when I need it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, I I for one am extremely excited. I can't wait to meet the baby. Um, So bring on the birth. Very much looking forward to it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> okay, I hope we can have a baby shower soon. But I guess we'll we'll find out when we find out. It might have to be a virtual baby shower at this point. But um, either way, it's going to be amazing. I think one of the things I'm grateful for is um, firstly that the pandemic happened when we were early on in our pregnancy, so that I didn't have a birth plan or all those things in mind. But also, it's made me realize just to be flexible and not expect like not develop a plan I'm just like I'll just go with the flow and I think that's a life lesson for everything as well like I've always been very much like this is the plan but now it's just like whatever happens happens and we'll go with the flow yeah that's a very good point isn't it I'm with you Daniel when you were talking about your routine before I am obsessed with routines I have learned that I function very well when there's a bit of a plan in place and you're right like having to let go of that and adjust and be flexible it can be a bit of a challenge but we're we're all going through it. So, yeah, it's just very interesting times. So how have you kept yourself sane during this time? A few different things. I think one of my big, early on, one of my big things, and I think this is quite common, is I jumped into cooking, like just trying new things. I made so many yes. different types of bread. I've never made bread in my life. Ye- like using yeast actually scares me. But I was like, I'm just going to give this a go. And then I went through a phase where I ate like we made a lot of bread and then like trying new cooking techniques and stuff like that. And also like watching TV. So we've been binge watching Blackish, which I actually really recommend. I can't believe that we'd never heard of that TV show before. It's a really good TV show, except for a couple of episodes in season five. I think they're four, four or five. Yeah. Like I think um, 
they were very hard hitting and we were kind of just not prepared for it. And I think we were just like, just watch the next episode. It'll be better. And then he was like, no, this is like just way too emotional. <laughs> but it is a comedy. Yeah. It's a comedy, but it blends it well with hard-hitting topics, mm. but does it in so in like a comedic manner sometimes. So that's the premise of the show and the theme and the tone of it. But then it does get into a bit more quite hard-hitting emotional stuff during that season four towards the end of it. But I think they do the hard-hitting stuff really well. Mm. Like we're in Australia, so um, a lot of the things that we see are just stuff that we see in the media. So for things like Black Lives Matter and stuff like that. So I probably didn't know, like, I didn't know much about it beforehand. And it's been really interesting to see how they tackle that on the show and how they handle telling children or having different viewpoints and stuff like that. And I think that's really important in this time, like, like politics and stuff like that. So it was really interesting, but it was really good. Yeah. For those who don't know about it, the story centers around an African-American family and going through life and their different, um, I suppose, challenges and uh, you know interesting stories that they come across. So it, it is a full family with kids and you know the mum and dad and a grandpa and grandma. So very different stories, very varied stories and different topics that they cover. That's oh, yeah. really interesting. Yeah, I really recommend it. And then they've also got like um, offshoots. Is that the right words? Spinoffs. Spinoffs. Yeah, like um, of different members in the family as well. Like as they go to college and stuff like that. So it's. And, like, as a background for those who might not have seen Daniel and I, we're a mixed-race couple and now we're having a mixed-race baby. So, like, it's really interesting to just – it might just be that we found it so interesting because we're at this stage in our lives. But it's, yeah, definitely interesting. Mm. I'll definitely that, check we, it out. Yeah, no, definitely do. And then on top of that, we've been doing a lot of arts and craft, um, <laughs> painting, yeah, walks, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, lot, a lot of TV, a lot of cooking. I've been doing a lot of eating. So everything that Hasara cooks, I've oh, been right eating. there with you. Yeah, so a lot of eating yeah, and a lot more video calls, actually. Yeah. So a lot more video calls and a lot more Zoom calls and Skype calls and that sort of stuff, as well as a little bit of house party and all those other apps you can find online to try and keep entertained and um, you know connected with your friends and family. I think one thing that's um, been really entertaining for me is we have a lot of friends who don't live in Sydney. So we live in Sydney um, and like I've got one particular friend that our aim is to see each other once a year, like that she lives in Canberra, which is three hours away, which doesn't sound too bad. Right. But we find that whenever one of us is in each other's city, the other one's not there. So we always really struggle. We sometimes try and meet up halfway. And then we did this Zoom call. Literally, I messaged her on the Friday afternoon and we did the call on Friday night. And she was just like, normally we have to book our meetups like months in advance. And we were just like, why don't we do Zoom more often? Like, it's just opened up this possibility. In my head, I'm just like, why did we not? Like, we've had this technology for so long. Why did we not use it? <laughs> it seems so obvious now, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, have you found that as well? A hundred percent, yeah, especially with um, my family. So I live in a completely different state to my family um, and obviously there are travel restrictions in place at the moment, so I'm not going to be able to see them for don't really know how long. Um, and so all of a sudden we've started doing, like, regular, like, Sunday afternoon cups, of like, virtual cups of tea, and it's great. It's so funny trying to see parents using technology too. Like, they are the best on video calls. <laughs> I'm loving it. It is really good. Yeah, it's been um, it's been pretty good, I, and I agree with you in terms of parents using technology as well. It's um, def- we shouldn't laugh. We shouldn't laugh. <laughs> They're doing their best. 
<laughs> I recently taught my um my grandma or she just recently learned how to do like Facebook video calls and it just makes her so happy and it's like the best thing. Um it's been really nice. I'm doing personal training over Zoom now too. Yeah, we've been, been doing good. that as well. Um, <laughs> do you find that um so for if I haven't mentioned it earlier, Stacey's got a cat called Toby. Do you find Toby gets in the middle of your workouts? Oh, it's great. So Toby is a little bit more antisocial than your cat. Um, and Rob is, is Toby's favourite, not me. Um, but I typically train at either 5pm or 5.30 and Toby's dinner time is 5.30. So he starts reminding us at about 4.30. So it depends on whether he's eaten or not. And if I train, we have to feed him because he is just a hugest pain um, and is incessantly like yelling at you for dinner. Um, but then after he's had dinner, he's kind of a bit chill. So he typically like waltzes in front of the camera and will start cleaning himself on the couch behind me when I'm like doing squats or <laughs> lunges or something. It's pretty funny. That's I actually awesome, yeah. love the pets of Zoom calls. I think yeah. pets of Zoom calls is like such a big benefit to come out of this like global pandemic. It's great. Well, to add to that, we currently have Noxie just purring all over Daniel's lap and like you can't see that at the moment because it's out of camera. All I can she's, um... see, I see this tail, which is just like smacking you <laughs> both in the face intermittently. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it's so good. Um, so how have your cats been during self-isolation? How are they handling it? I think so as a background because I am expecting very early on before Sydney or Australia went into self-isolation my doctor was just like you need to go into self-isolation so no going to the gym and stuff um that was just her advice like I think different doctors have different advice um so I followed that's so we followed that straight away we stopped going to the gym pretty much stayed home and then to add to that Daniel had a cold not coronavirus but he had a different cold so but because everyone was like at that time, they weren't doing testing as much as they do now. So his work was just like stay indoors as well. So we just decided to go into self-isolation a couple of weeks beforehand. I think, um, and as a background, I work from home. So the kitties are used to having me home a lot as well. But at first, they were just really excited, I think. So like every time we tried to do a workout, they were in the middle of the workout. Every time like we tried to, like Daniel was on Zoom calls, they would be in the background of Zoom calls and stuff like that. And I think what a lo- what we found and I, what, I, what I've noticed a lot of the community found was that they just needed to keep their cats enriched as well. So um, we just found that we were doing like a lot more puzzles. We were doing a lot more like Daniel does clicker training with them every day. We actually stopped cat exploring for a month because the doctor suggested that if we took them outside, we couldn't let them um, roll around on the ground or anything like that. And we would need to clean every part of them that would come in contact with stuff. So like usually for dogs, that's usually just their paws. But um, we already have a problem with getting Noxie indoors after we go cat exploring. She gets really mad. And so we've worked really hard to create this positive routine once we come indoors. And we knew that if we had to like give them a bath or wash their wash their paws, oh, yeah, so they wouldn't be very happy with that. So um, we decided that we would just suck it up and not go cat exploring. Initially, I was just like, oh, because this will just last a couple of weeks. And then when it went for a month, I was just like, okay, they're starting to get pretty stir crazy. We need to get them out. So now what we do is we use our stroller and we take them for a walk around the block, but um, they have to stay in the stroller. So we don't actually use the normal route that we used to do where they'd get out of the stroller and walk. We just go a different route so they're not confident enough to jump out, but they still enjoy 
smelling things and looking at the world and stuff like that. So, yeah. To add to that, Lumos and Oxy love to rub on everything. So there's no way, <laughs> practically speaking, that we could, you know, get them cleaned every single time they come back. And it's just it got into the too hard basket. And like Asara said, it's the wrong association that we wanted for that sort of experience. So that's why we took that decision. Having said that, we've modified it a few different ways and they've enjoyed the isolation in a few different ways. So obviously I'm home 24-7 now. So they've enjoyed having me home, I would like to say. They've been in the back of a lot of my Zoom calls and they've entertained a lot of my colleagues running around like crazy and have had to put the microphone quickly on mute a few times while they've had fights in the background. Just friendly fights, of course, um, as they do. And yeah, it's been an interesting experience and a different experience having them work with me. And a lot of the times also Noxie will come up and sit on my lap while I'm working or Lumos will come to the back of my laptop and give it a lot of love, rub against it. And he's almost tipped the camera a couple of times or the laptop a couple of times. So they're handling it okay, I guess. And they're enjoying me being home as alongside Asara. But also to keep them happy, what we've done, and like this is what I mentioned before with changing some of the routines and doing different things. So on top of just getting them out in the stroller, because I've got a laptop, I can work anywhere really. Like it's flexibility. So I've gone outside and sat outside to work. In our courtyard. In our courtyard when it's nice. And so then I've let them out. So they've been outside for hours on end with me supervising them while working outside. And they can eat the cat grass that we have outside and also chase flies and, you know, sit in the sun. And they're loving that, I think. They've been really happy with that. I like every time you spend time out there in that courtyard. And like that's kind of what we like to share is that's one of their favorite places to be. Like while they love hiking trails and things like that. Being out in the courtyard, that's like one of Lumos's favorite places to be. So he really loves that. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting too once this is all over and we do head back to work, how they cope with that transition too. Like I wonder the same with Toby. He's not like a super affectionate cat, but I think, you know, I've noticed with him he certainly seems to have developed his own routine during this time as well. You know, like we get up and He's obsessed with light reflections. I don't know if anyone else's cats are like that, but he thinks they're the best thing in the world. And so when the sun, the morning sun comes through the windows, he literally starts asking us straight away to like use our phones and, and shine the light reflection on the floor so he can chase that. So he does light game in the morning and then he's got his um, automatic feeder for breakfast and lunch in the afternoon. One of the first things I did actually, and I got the idea from you guys, when we went into um, isolation was order him a cat puzzle and um, he loves it in the afternoon. He um, he's, he's worked it out very quickly. So <laughs> he, um, he goes and sits over it with his little paws on it and waits for us to put the biscuits in. Um, and then, yeah, dinner time's 5.30. So I wonder if he'll struggle when we go back, even though he's quite self-sufficient. Um, I I agree. I think, um, and that's something that I've been thinking a lot about in terms of how do we support everyone transitioning back to going back to work or going back to a new, I say a new normal because I th- I don't think things will go back to what they were before because I, I think a lot of businesses now realise that they can work with their employees working from home. So I think there'll be a lot more flexibility from that side. But we still need to think about how do we manage our cat, like, uh, what's the word? Stress levels stress levels and things like that and then also like their attachment to us when we go back to work as well so Mm. it's like we went we went out for like about four hours yesterday to see my mum and Lumos and Oxy were sitting at the door the whole time so 
how do we manage that going forward? Because normally they'd um, they'd just hang around downstairs and then come to the door, but I think they were sitting there for a long time waiting for us. So I think it's just trying to find ways to do that. I think like we, for those who can afford it, those cameras and those interactive cameras that you can have with your pets and things like that, those might be options as well. But yeah, that's definitely something I've been thinking about in terms of how do we support our community that way to come up with ideas to stop your cats from because like for some cats they end up becoming destructive because they miss their owners and that's going to be even harder Mm. to deal with so it's just finding ways to manage that yeah it's an interesting one isn't it so with cat exploring right now how do you suggest people keep on doing that so I won't lie like I think it's pretty clear with the way we approached it initially I was like just don't do it because it's just too hard but I don't I think I've come to the realization that this has been going on for so long it's not really a possibility some cats go out every day so They go cat exploring every day and it's too hard to just like go cold turkey on it. So um, I think we just need to be a bit more, well, with cat exploring, you need to think out of the box, but I think think even more out of the box. So for a lot of people, they'd go to those quiet hiking trails that not many people go on because they'd probably be spending their weekends doing something else. But now those hiking trails are so popular. Like the most common thing I hear is that our favourite hiking trails are just full of people so you can't do social distancing and there's so many dogs so our cats are uncomfortable. So I think um, we need to be thinking about those places that still provide enrichment for our cats but might be a little bit boring for us so it will look a little bit different. So, for example, we've got people in our community who found that they can actually access the roof in their apartment block so they'll go up there. So that's a great oh, cool. place to go. Yeah, some people have found like um, they're like I suppose the easy places are like going to your balcony or your courtyard. And like I said before, that's something that Lumos and Oxy love a lot. So I think a lot of cats love that. Um, and your yard, I think like even just if you happen to live in a part, like apartment blocks that have little gardens, like in between buildings and stuff like that, those are great places to go. Um, it's just keeping your eye out for those quiet places. And I know that a lot of us are spending time at home, so we're not necessarily going out and about. So one option is just to look at Google Maps and zoom in around your area and you might find some great places that you can go that most people won't go. And usually the places that humans don't notice are actually places that cats love. So I think it's just keeping your eyes open for those opportunities and things like that. For me, cat exploring has always been a lot of different things to a lot of different people. So mm. it's not always about the hiking trails for everyone. So some people, that's what cat exploring is, and others, they're perfectly happy with the yard and the courtyard. And so it's just about modifying what we've previously done to fit in with these social distancing rules and these isolation rules and so forth. And so I would firstly say, whatever you do, you have to also follow local guidelines mm. and regulations in terms of social distancing and isolation. But then outside of that, we've also heard some great stories from our community of what they've done to adapt cat exploring to this time and so for example one person has taken their cat with them and another person obviously um, when they go shopping and then the, the person and the cat stay in the car and the other person runs into the shops and does the shopping so at least that cat has still got the skills and understanding of you know going out a little bit seeing new different stimulus and riding in the car so those skills aren't lost for example what we've said with the stroller so we still take the synoxy around the block in the stroller so they still get out and about see different things hear the cars hear people see you know see different things in the neighborhood hear a dog off in the distance and that still gives them that confidence that they can still do it that's you know a, a semblance of cat exploring it's not exactly what it was previous but this is the new normal right now and this yeah won't won't be like this forever but it's adapting to it for the time being and there's 
you know, a whole heap of other stories like that within our community of how mm. people have adapted. And then on top of all of that, there's the indoor ways to keep your cat stimulated in terms of cat exploring. So we've done a heap of that. Clicker training, puzzles, playing with them, like, you know, giving them cuddles, letting them go, you know, just into different areas of the house. And, for example, the bedroom is a lot more open these days um, than it was previously. So we previously shut it off because of my cat allergies and having that area um, separate. But now we've opened it up a lot more and, yeah, the cats have been in there a lot more now. And so it's just different stimulus for them. And that's sort of how we've adapted it. And many of many, many members of the community have adapted it as well. So what about people that want to start cat exploring? Is it a good time to do that right now? I think so. It definitely is because the first step of cat exploring is harness training and backpack training, and you can start all of that at home. So um, it's a great time to do that positive reinforcement with the harness. So like you just um, provide treats or other positive reinforcement like um, play and things like that. And because you've got the time, you can do that every day while you're at home. And I think this is a great time to start doing that. And then also, it's also a great time to start getting your cat out on the balcony with their harness, which will be the first step. Or if you've got an apartment corridor, I would just make sure if you're going to your apartment corridor, just make sure you're allowed to do that. A lot of body corporates, particularly in Australia, actually say that your pets aren't allowed to touch the floor in those areas. So just make sure you can do that. Um, But then also, if you've got those things like the roof in your apartment building, that's a great place as a first place to go cat exploring. And a lot of those places that we're now looking for to go cat exploring are usually great places for that first or second step with your cat exploring. So I think it's a great time to start, and especially because you've got the time, definitely start. Um, we've actually got a free guide as well about how to go cat exploring and how to start. So what I might do is I'll include a link to that in the show notes so that you can just look at that. There's some um, ideas in terms of how you can find those quiet places there as well. So, um, But, yeah, I definitely, if, you're, if you've been thinking about it, I think this is a really good time to start. I think there's some really great suggestions there. It sounds like um, some really good ideas coming through from the community too, which is great. Um, are you worried about Lumos and Noxie losing their cat exploring skills during isolation? Well, this is actually an interesting topic and this is something that we, we've actually discussed with our Platinum Per Squad members. And what we sort of thought about it, the way we thought about it was it's sort of like riding a bike to an extent. So they'll probably be a bit rusty and you know, it's it's definitely a worry of ours of anyone that you know you lose these skills over time but we're also confident that like riding a bike you'll pick it up very quickly that if you you know just re if you hone those skills and if you you know get them positive reinforced in a way that's associated with positive reinforcement that those skills will come back relatively quickly and if you continue to doing the little things like for example we keep saying with the stroller or like putting the harness on them even just inside or you know, putting the harness and leash on them inside, just the, that just just reminds them of what that's like and just continues that association in the current predicament. And then over time, I think it will come back to them and fairly quickly from what I've heard as well from others' experiences. Yeah, as a like as an example, one of the skills I'm – and I, I won't lie, I'm still concerned about it – is um, their socialisation skills. So how, you, um, how they react to people, strangers and things like that um, – and because we've been in self-isolation for so long, we have not had anyone come through the door, doors of our apartment besides us. Um, and as of Friday, so a couple of days ago um, in our state, they actually loosened the rules where you could have two adults come visit. So we had um, two friends come visit. And at first, um, we were a bit concerned about how the cats would react. We thought they'd be scared. And they were. Like, at first, they climbed straight up their cat wall. They were just observing everything. But we actually ended up doing a clicker training session with our friends here. and. They managed, they ended up um, 
like while I was worried that they would be scared of them, they actually ended up warming up to them. So I think you just need to give them that time. Like I think it was over a two-hour period where they were scared at first and then they got used to it. So I think we just need to be aware that they'll be rusty. They'll probably be a little scared initially, but eventually they'll work up to back to where they were. What do you have in store for the future of Cat Explorer? So a lot of those goals that we first spoke about initially, we're still working towards those goals. So it's just taking a lot longer than what it would have normally. So we're still working with those other businesses to do those collaborations. We're still working on new products. So those things are still happening in the background. We just can't be quite clear of what timelines there are. Um, We've also got like Give Your Cat the World Week is coming up next month. It's going to look very different this year because um, it's quite unclear about um, what restrictions will be where in a month's time. I think we don't know how long this is all going to happen. So we're kind of coming up with different ideas in terms of how that's going to happen. Um, We've also got like we're focusing a lot on our purse squad and the producers as well and giving them um, value for money in terms of their support as well. So giving them benefits and things like that and having fun challenges and fun Skype calls and things like that with them as well. And we're just finding different ways to support our community. So Cat Explorer has grown over the last two years and we're finding that we've got different pockets of needs throughout our community. So we've got some people who are advanced cat explorers who are working on honing in on specific skills, whereas we've got some people who are very new to cat exploring. So they're still very much starting off with harness training. So it's just making sure that we support everyone and their different needs in different ways. And um, yeah, and then also, of course, the podcast where just booked in some really interesting um, cat behaviorists for the next couple of weeks. So we're like recording episodes with them and I'm really excited to learn from them because they've all got different specialties like socialization or managing aggression in your cat and things like that. So um, got some really exciting stuff coming up. And with the baby on the way, um, will you be changing anything? Cat Explorer will still be functioning as it is, but like there have been changes behind the scenes. So like, in terms of things like collaborations, we're very picky now in terms of who we collaborate with and it always has to be a win-win situation. So um, in the past, we may have been a bit more open to collaborating if it wasn't quite a win for us, but now we're just making sure that it's a win-win and we just, and I hate saying this because one of the greatest things about small business is that you don't have a lot of systems in the background, but we are now putting systems in place to make sure that anyone can pick up. So if there's for a reason that I can't do something, Daniel can come in and he can just follow the steps and just um, process something or do something in the background. But to be honest, from in terms of the community side of things, I don't think you'll see much change in terms of Bob being there. Um, we are still like I've reached out to our podcasting communities to ask for advice in terms of how to podcast with a baby. Um, but things like that, I think we'll be relying on our support network a lot um, to help us with that kind of stuff. So think Daniel's family will be doing a lot of babysitting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so to reiterate some of the points that Sarah just mentioned and to sort of outline some others, the focus and the aim of Cat Explorer hasn't changed. We're always here to help the community and the point of it is to enrich the lives of our cats and find ways to go cat exploring. That's the whole point of what we do and that's you know, that's the reason why the podcast exists, why the community exists, why those social media platforms exist and all the products that you see in the store. That's the that's the purpose. It's all to help this idea of going to explore with your cat and having that bond and that enrichment. So that's still the aim and that's the future of it. There's definitely some changes in the in the wind in our personal lives, but we've got the plans in place for it. We've got the people on call ready to go to help 
assist us. We've always been a very nimble team and very agile, and we've got a few more people on tap now that we can call on to help assist this Cat Explorer movement. So those are the sort of things that happen in the background, but from an output and product perspective and from what we want to provide to that community, it doesn't change. And I suppose it may even focus us more with a baby that we, you know, we know there's the next generation coming through that they want to know about this, they want to learn about it. And you know, having that next generation in our own family now, it's even more of a task and mission for us to really carry that torch forward. And as a, another addition to that, like um, Cat Explorer is about our cats. So we will continue just be sharing about our cats. If people are interested about hearing how we go cat exploring with the baby, I'm happy to share that as well. But um, if there is an interest in that, we won't focus on that for sure like we'll we'll just continue focusing on how to enrich our cats lives but if you are interested always feel free to send us a dm or a message or something like that and um we'll share that way and it's similarly where we share lumos and noxy's stories if they will continue to focus on them as well um but yeah the aim of cat explorer has not changed and it will continue to be so very exciting times, I think. I know that when my um, my sister brought her little baby home, the cat's reactions were amazing. Um, and it was so beautiful also to see, like, the cat's and the baby's relationship change and grow and evolve over time. Um, and they love each other. It's, it's really cool. So I'm excited to see Lumos and Noxie interacting with your little baby when the time comes. I think that'll be pretty special. Actually, to add to that, what people might not realise is one of your little sister's cats is actually Lumos and Noxie's sibling because she was their foster mum. So I might actually do some digging and see how little Jasper reacted to their baby. There is a video and it is the best <laughs> of my sister bringing the baby home and putting him on the couch and Jasper's face is just like, no, no. <laughs> but yeah. That's a um, yeah, we... We hope, yeah, we hope they'll, well, like, Noxie's been very, like, they've both been very protective. Like, Lumos won't leave me alone, so I think I'm hoping that will be kind of a sign. But, yeah, we'll see how it goes. I'm not sure how much we'll share. It will depend on how much people are interested. Like, if people are really interested in I'm happy to share, but otherwise we will just focus on the cats. Absolutely. So, Stacey, thank you so much for turning the tables and asking the questions today. Did you have any closing comments before we sign off? I just wanted to say, first and foremost, like, I guess, watching across all of your social accounts and whatnot, I love seeing how this community interacts with each other. I think it's really special. And I think the platform that you've given Cat Explorers is, is invaluable. And it really, um, it's really been wonderful to watch the progression of Cat Explorer over the, how long is it now? Year, two years? Be coming up to two years, yeah? Yeah, coming up to two years. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. And I'm so, impressed by the community and proud of you too for providing that platform it's been pretty wonderful thank you so much for having me today this is my first podcast ever I've really enjoyed it um and I can't wait to see what the future holds for you guys and for the cat exploring community I think it's um it's going to be all good things well thank you and it's been quite a fun one today to do a Q&A with you and to sort of give our listeners and those in the community a little bit more of a background into the Cat Explorer you know, podcast as well as the process behind the scenes. We've got so many exciting episodes coming up that we can't wait to share with you guys. Thank you so much for being a part of the Cat Explorer community. That's it for today. We'll catch you next time. In the meantime, enjoy giving your kitty the world. Bye.